0: The most recent episode of this weekly cycling podcast focused on the Vuelta a la España and an insane rider suspension by the UCI. Ah, Spencer.
1: What is uh, the 321st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast? You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Mm -hmm. Bikes. Advice. Straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at Slow ride pod.
2: Enjoy the ride.
0: This is Tim in Orlando, Florida.
2: Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis.
1: And this is Spencer taking home the big paycheck. In Boston, Massachusetts.
2: Ah, uh, Spencer, good good job. I was gonna say episode three hundred and twenty-two, but that's because I don't know how to count.
1: Well, you would have lost that double jeopardy.
2: Yep. That's true.
0: There is so much as always to discuss in what has been an epic year of professional bike racing here on the podcast, but let's who are we kidding? There's more drama <laughs> off the road than on, and that's what we'll probably be focusing a lot more on. We're going to be talking about Dylan Gronenwagen's nine-month suspension, the Vuelta, team sponsorship issues, apparently a riders' uh, union, and all other types of good things. Let's get (laughs) into it, little guy. The Vuelta, I want to remind you that last week I asked Mm. specifically what would be the finishing podium. Yes. Little guy's podium was Primoz Roglic with the win, Hugh Carthy in second, Carapaz in third, Valverde in seventh. And Guillaume Martin in sixteenth.
1: I don't recall yes. this question at all.
0: I remember this question. Spencer, your podium was Hugh I Carthy in this. first. Dan Martin, American. Dan Martin in second. Uh-huh. Primo's Roglic in third. Oof. Valverde in fifth. And Sep Koss in sixteenth. Yeah. I put I put Roglic, Carapaz, Carthy. So I nailed the podium. I had Valverde in tenth place and I had Guillermo Martin in 16th. Ooh, so close. Well, Sepkus got 16th. Great job, Spencer. Five points. Val Valverde got 10th place. Great job, Tim. One point. Roglic, Carapaz, Carthy, and your podium. Nice, one point each. Fantastic stuff, guys. Four points, I got to admit, <laughs> I knew Valverde was going to do it. I knew Spencer knew Sepkus was going to get the most important place, mm-hmm. but... Overall, let's get to the nuts and bolts. Little guy, were you impressed with pretty much Glitch's win at the two-week Volta a uh, La Espana? Three-week. Um,
2: yes, very great ride. He he did seem a little bit like on the 17th stage he was about to run out of gas on that last climb. So it came it got a little scary there, I think. Did it?
0: Or was that the most movie star move of all time? Putting in that pull to bring it all back together I mean... <laughs> as a major fu to Carapaz because that was pretty awesome. It was. I mean, movie
2: star did a lot of movie star stuff in that last stage. They had the huge Soler attack earlier in the stage, and they went to the front before that, and you couldn't really tell who they were riding for, what they were doing.
0: Well, they had the brake guy come back to help Soler yeah. too. Classic movie star move. Classic. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um. No. I. Yes. It was a. It was an fu, but. I it, it I didn't really think Carapaz was going to get it either way, but Roglich did have a hard patch there toward the top. He did <laughs> but, he did look like he was he was coming a little undone.
0: I mean, Movistar did get top team overall and then they had a fifth place yeah, of course and they a 10th place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is and then Solaire rounded out 18th place. It was pretty impressive to see that move, but Roglich definitely capitalized. I mean, such a I mean, how many stages did he win? I mean three? What, five? Three? Is it three? Okay. I don't even know. Six? Twelve? Seven? I mean, I know people don't listen to this for like actual facts, but Rogelich looked really good out there. He won three. Um, and it looks like he won he won four. Four? He won stage oh, one. You're right. Wow. Jeez. He won stage eight. What a monster. Tenth and thirteenth. Let's just get to it right now, guys. Um I'm just gonna throw this one out there. I think it's time to have our first-ever returning Uh-oh. Slow Ride Podcast championship belt. Oh, Primoz Roglic, you may remember, was the second holder of the championship belt, taking it away from Peter Sagan. Wow. So and Matthew Vanderpoel. Matthew Vanderpoel had it for what seemed like forever until the pandemic hit and Lachlan uh, Morton kept the nation captivated (laughs) for riding really long distances on gravel roads. We laugh. We then, on episode 316, about a month and a half ago, gave it to Hershey, Oh yeah, who we assumed would be a transitional champion. (laughs) He did a good job. But I have to say, Primoz Roglic, with this performance... (laughs) Exactly. The Joe Joe Biden of the championship... There's no shame in that. There's no shame in that.
2: It's great, but
0: yeah. Yeah, I would just say that Hershey... Uh, It was a wonderful time, but Primoz Roglic winning four stages at the (laughs) Vuelta, winning LBL in epic fashion over the premature celebration of Julian Alaphilippe. Mm. Roglic, gentlemen, I will throw this out there to the committee of three that uh, Roglic has retaken the belt here on episode 321 of the Slow Ride Podcast.
2: Yeah, I think we got to give it to him. I, I can't make a really solid argument against it Yeah
0: but I mean, he deserves
2: it
1: I think he gets it by a bike throw By a bike For throw For sure
2: <laughs> The only way I, I could argue yeah. against it Is if you go to listen to the most recent Life in the Peloton interview with Hugh Carthy And when Hugh Carthy recites the entire menu of a restaurant in his hometown And then gets third in the Volta <laughs> And wins a stage That almost gets you the belt I think It was so goofy but it, I it, think maybe Fremost gets maybe it.
0: raises you up. And, yeah. Yeah. Hugh Carthy, I think, is quickly becoming little guy's favorite rider. <laughs> I um, love him. In the Slow Ride Podcast love Green him. Room, I believe Hugh Carthy came up a solid 10 minutes. And he doesn't listen <laughs> yes. to the Slow Ride Podcast. He doesn't. So it. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to keep putting um, that drop. Okay. So Roglic, Roglic is the first um, two-time wearer of the Slow Ride Podcast Championship belt. And for those uh, keeping track at home, Marianne Voss was the inaugural foundational champion of the Women's Championship belt, which still rests with Carmen Del Alvarado, mm-hmm. who absolutely slated at the European Cyclocross Championships. So that, is, that belt is staying put um, mm-hmm. as is. So back to the Vuelta, gentlemen. Overall, I thought it was a fun race. I was able to watch a fair amount of it. Admittedly, the last five days, I have not watched any of it except the mountaintop finish. Um, I did think that after the um, time trial, it lost a little bit of steam because it was clearly Roglic's race to win. So I guess maybe put time trials on the second to last or last stage if you want to keep me captivated for (laughs) all 18 stages. I wanted to Um, ask.
1: Yeah. Have you guys like turned a corner on time trials on me here? Because I feel like they have played a pivotal role. 2020 is just a wild year. Let's just can we agree on that? Because things are everything's upside down.
0: It's all yeah. it's all
2: gone wrong. Yeah. I guess we like time trials now.
0: <sighs> I don't know. No, I th- I think I think you got to put a, I think you got to put them like on that last weekend. Oh god, I can't even believe I just said that. <laughs> like, yeah. There's nothing worse than a transitional stage on a Saturday or a sprint stage on a Saturday and then a time trial as well. Like those are the worst things. Like put the mountains when when the eyeballs are on the race, you know? Yeah.
1: I, I want to believe that it's less the time trial and more the circumstance, but we had three great grand tours that were all decided by like the smallest of margins that we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Uh, and I think maybe that's what made the time trial so much more exciting. So is that you didn't have three? a dominant <laughs> time trial guy who was going to get four minutes on everybody, you know,
0: are these three grand tours all within a minute? Yes.
1: Pretty close. If not a minute, they're like definitely under two minutes each. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. We'll have the statisticians take a look at that. Um, What's amazing here at the Vuelta, there's only two riders that were in the leader's jersey, right? It was clearly Primos Roglic's race to win from stage one. And then Carapaz put up a hell of a fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Carapaz clearly is the future of Team Ineos. Like, if they let him focus on the tour in the way that he should have this year, mm-hmm. I think he'd... I'm sorry, Bernal. Like, I know Bernal's getting the big bucks, but Carapaz now has had three amazing grand tours. He's won the Giro. He had a solid tour to France when he was brought in. Like, they moved his program forward, and he still performed mm-hmm. very well. Yep. And then he put up a hell of a fight against Primoz Roglic, one of the best time trialers in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just think, as we talked about in the championship belt, Roglic has clearly proven that he is an all-arounder. Yeah. That, yeah.
1: This may be a, a recency bias uh, for me with the Vuelta, but this last stage, um, maybe you guys are with me on this. Do you guys get, like, just a lot of joy seeing Pascal Ackerman beat Sam Bennett? Because <laughs> yes. oh, yeah. it just brings me, like, so much joy, and I'm not... Yeah. I'm not like a no, I'm not not a Sam Bennett fan, but when Bora beats him when he's on quick step, I really enjoy that.
0: That was the Ackerman's second stage win of this race. It was fun to see. Yes. I, anybody that's on Bora that's not Peter Sagan winning races, I really like. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I like a, I mean, good for Sagan to win, but I'm a Ackerman fan. I, I'm with you on that, Spencer. Um, Tim Wellens though. Winning two stages, I think, is another uh, hero of this race, Mm. and a little guy would nominate um, Hugh Carthy. But um, overall, let's get into our overall rankings, as we always do on a 10-point scale. Uh Um, Last, uh, I believe, for the Giro, we ranked that as one of the all-time Giros. We were all above eight um, on that, uh, even though Spencer brought down the average. Uh, I would say that the, the tour is looking pretty good, so... Let's get this out of the way. Let's get the lowest score out of the way. um let's just go with myself. I will just uh put this in here. The Volta was fantastic eighteen stages. I love the Volta because of the sh- you know the great short, steep um you know final sprints. I love that it stayed in northern Spain, so you always didn't know what mountain was around the corner or what insane climb. Mm-hmm. so I will give this uh Volta a uh, seven and a half. <laughs> it was not the best volta yes. mostly because the time trial was a little bit too far forward i wanted it like i want a little bit more um you know nervousness on the final week it was pretty clear after that time trial that this was um mm. rogue glitches to win and that that i think kind of changed it even though he, there was a little bit of scares but that's kind of why i'm knocking it down um to that seven and a half range mm. um little guy what do you at?
2: oh okay i was gonna go high i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a nine nine uh, i'm gonna give it a nine wow. excite excitement from day one I, I i know you guys have always fought for the two week i say we gotta have the three but i kind of think this two and a half is the way to go it's a good compromise i'm glad we've made it let's keep doing it in the future <laughs> from day one this volta was great and i i did sort of enjoy that it was so high stakes and that we had these kind of strange transi- transitional days after the time trial before we had the huge mountain stage to finish it off. We, it, for me, it was a good sort of, uh, you know, building the excitement, you know, and everyone, you just kind of every day looked like it could be a GC day. But then even when it wasn't, it was almost more stressful because we've had 12 GC days in a row. And then when you didn't have a GC day, you, all I could think was uh somebody was bluffing the whole day and like the next day maybe like half the guys would just explode because you know just like (laughs) like maybe like Roglic decided not to attack that day just because he wasn't in the mood basically but all the other GC guys were like oh my god I'm so glad he didn't attack today because there's no way I could have followed I I, I thought it was great um it was nice to see the battle between the three it was nice to see Hugh obviously I've said I'm a fan uh show himself it was nice to see Dan Martin have a great tour it was nice to see a guy like uh, uh, Gadu or whatever uh, FDJ finally gets to really ride for himself and win uh-huh. some stages and stuff and Valverde to anonymously get 10th again beautiful it's, it's mm-hmm.
0: like everything I want yeah Sep cost- right. made Valverde a pain is the face. new Heimar Zubeldia yeah it's it, great it Cus cost- made a pain face in a solid 16th place okay okay, okay. nine uh, Spencer yeah. how do you uh, feel on this volta so little guy gave it a nine what did you give it again I'm sorry Seven and a half. Seven and a half. I know.
1: What the okay. uh I'm going to go. I know this isn't the price prices, right? But I'm going to go 9.25. <laughs> I just want to outbid little guy just a little bit. Okay. Um, I loved everything about this uh, grand tour, this two-week grand tour. Um, a, because it's two weeks. Two solid weeks of racing. Just beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Can't get enough. Sign me up. Inject it straight into my veins. Great racing. The Vuelta always keeps it spicy, uh, mixing things up. Doesn't follow the formula. I love that. Uh, I thought we had great racing. And they support a uh, three-day women's challenge by the Vuelta uh, during their race, which was also super exciting. Won by Lisa Brennauer this year, a repeating champion from last year. Super exciting. Good to see them. Uh, doing all these things and keeping it together and really putting a cap on this season, the this, this season that was 2020. I feel like a lot of times I'm burned out by the time the Vuelta comes. And we had a ton of racing, but it was so compacted that I'm I'm not burnt out yet. And I was excited to watch it. And they just kept that interest through the whole thing. So 9.25.
0: That's true. That's, that's, that's a good point. Very solid and a uh, great shout out for the uh, inclusion of the women's uh, racing for sure. We should just give the,
2: um, give the give the promoters props for not effing it up like the Giro did because because I don't think maybe if we had any COVID positives, they must have been just from some support <laughs> staff because we didn't have any GC riders, yeah, any well, riders go home. Like they at least seem to keep it we together. Just... Well, yes, that's possible. That's true. I'm just I'm yeah. just saying like. Well, we didn't al- But mean, we also yeah, didn't Cyclic have a- Does a great job of Announcing positive tests Well we yeah. also didn't have The riders We didn't have the riders Like at the Giro There was a lot more um Rider
0: uh, Yeah Anger toward the promoters Which we don't often see Yes I, Really You didn't think that There was any anger When they wrote a letter I don't know how They got the computers But they wrote a letter And they all loaded up a uh, On a team bus Yes uh-huh. And Right And shrunk it down Yeah A little bit Yeah mean that seems a little, a little <laughs> angrified. Um Okay, uh, shout-out to friend of the pod, Mitch Docker, for finishing the Volta. And, gentlemen, without looking at the results, uh-huh. tell me what place and how far behind Chris Froome finished. Do not check the results.
2: I have no idea. Very far behind, though. We did win the 2011 Volta today.
1: Yeah, you uh, got a trophy. You must have done pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which I'm going to say... <laughs> Between 60th and 75th, hundred
0: oh, uh, and twenty first. 125th for little guy, uh, Spencer, is somewhere between, give me a number, Spencer,
1: 70, 74. Um, I'm going to say is a good hour and 12 down.
0: Wow. Well, 74th place would put you two or uh, three hours down. Oh, great. Um, but, uh, Control F to ninety eighth place. Chris Froome at three hours thirty two minutes fourteen seconds. I think it is very clear that Dan Martin is the leader for mm. Team Israel Startup Nation. Yeah, he's gonna have a good uh, holiday.
2: <laughs> good, he's gonna go home. He's gonna feel so good all winter. Dan
0: Martin's just gonna be floating. <laughs> just, just yeah, he's like, oh man, I who's working for who now, Froomey? <laughs> uh, <he's>, yeah, <laughs> he's gonna
2: start sending Froome training plans. Hey man, just I want to make sure you're in good form, bud.
0: It's uh-huh. really beautiful. <laughs> All right. As mentioned briefly at the top of the show, let's get to it. Dylan Gronenwagen, the star sprinter for Jumbo Visma, Visma, a small Norwegian software startup company. We don't know exactly what they do, but they're there. Um, Jumbo is a supermarket chain. Dylan Gronenwagen gets a nice, convenient nine month suspension. You guys probably read up on this a little bit more than me but i just want to throw out my assumptions on this great is that the suspension started from the day of the um the incident and it's conveniently over the off season like so many uci suspensions that he's really not going to be missing much racing he'll be back in the grand tours for 2021
1: i think it goes through may may 1st or something
0: okay too long so nine months, that seems really long to me, but it's not end of the world considering we're literally in what some would say is the end of the world and it might be a while before racing starts again. Well, um, that's true. That's true.
1: Yeah, training camps are canceled in Australia, so.
0: Yeah. Um, uh,
2: I would still say, I, I, I think we'll all agree that it is a much too long suspension um, since he's already I mean, been sitting out. Basically, since the moment it happened, um, for one,
1: yeah.
2: Also, uh, yes, it was a terrible crash, but crashes happen. It's bike racing, and in no way did he set the barriers up, not right. without securing them before the race started. Uh, as far as I know, he's not also the promoter of the Tour of Poland or wherever he crashed. Right. So,
1: yeah. If if you take the horrible injury out of the equation. That crash is a relegated to the back of the pack kind of crash, right? Like, yeah. and obviously you can't downplay the injury. Like that was ridiculous, and, and
0: how is Fabio Jacobson? He Jefferson is doing
1: still recovering. He's like going through some surgeries and stuff, but he's like up and moving and stuff. I guess, um, you know, he's got to have a lot of stuff put back together though. Um,
0: how does he feel about? It? I mean, he was in a medically induced coma. Yeah. yeah, the amazing swelling on the brain, mm-hmm. tons of facial surgeries, and I mean, I think that there is a t- I think a suspension was warranted for the crash. Yeah, um, I am curious as to Grunewagen. I will say this though, I am a fan of in any sport. I wish more people did this, especially like in ice hockey. That if you injure another athlete, you should be out as long as that person is that you when you maliciously injure them. Now, in my interpretation, was Jakobsen maliciously injuring? Or sorry, was Grunewagen maliciously injuring uh, Jakobsen? I don't think so. Yeah. I think it was more of a fluke of how the barriers were set up. It was a bad crash. Mm-hmm. He should probably be suspended for a little while. Nine months seems a little long, but it is over the off season, so nine the months, impact is minimal. Nine
1: months seems like a lot considering all those uh, 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 secondhand guys in on Discovery team, uh, all got six months in the off season and yeah, like yeah. Vandeveld and Zabrisky and all these guys like who were guilty for years, you know yeah. what I mean, of like pretty high level stuff. Premeditated that, that's that's what sucks, you know? That's where you're like, okay, six months seems like when you're not getting two years, that's what you get. And I don't so I don't know where nine months comes from. But um, maybe Tim's right, and racing won't really be happening in the spring anyway, and it won't matter in the end. But uh, I think we're all in agreement. If he could take that all back and uh, not have that crash happen, I'm sure that he would because it was not purposeful.
2: Yeah. I would have given him two weeks. Two weeks? I just don't feel like there's much more into that. Wow, it's a it's sprinted, man. Like I, in no way am I like saying like he should have crashed him or whatever. But like people throw elbows and move around in sprints, and yeah, this it's just not I, I, not I Sam Bennett. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, I feel, uh, like, I feel like they could have given him two months, and yeah. it would have been an appropriate length. Yeah, but it would have been stern, and it actually would have canceled out the rest of the season, but not seemed ridiculous. You know what yeah.
2: Yeah, th- I mean? So, yeah, yeah. This yeah just feels sure. like they're cu- they're they're trying to. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think we all agree that like they hold responsibility for the fact that the barriers exploded. I, crashes happen in sprints. It does seem like the UCA has been a little more diligent with policing, uh, you know, actions mm-hmm. in sprints since then because of this, which is good. And also sometimes you're, it's a little questionable because they they sort of mm-hmm. seem to selectively decide when they're suddenly going to so- get really hard about stuff and then well, f- but, forget about things for a couple years. But maybe they are doing
0: this. Maybe like now the World Tour, like maybe this is, they take the stand and it's like, you know what? You guys can't do this anymore. They did it with Sam Bennett with his head at the Volta. Yeah. And we've seen it, you know, they, they kind of started a little bit with Sagan in the elbow of the century against Cavendish uh, just what one or two years ago at the Tour. Maybe this is a step in the right direction. You know, Formula One, every race, they have a race jury that is there watching whatever the hell happens on the track and they're constantly dishing out the punishments that need to be You know, drive-through penalties and all that. Maybe this is the UCI finally taking a little bit of responsibility for the setup. Now, they deserve... all. If they're going to do that, then they need to actually make sure that, you know, Evan Pohl isn't going off the course over the other side of a bridge. They got to make sure that Chloe Dygart has actual padding at the apex of the turn at the World Championships of Time Trialing. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got to step up their game, but... If it's truly for rider safety, then I'm okay with there being some kind of punitive measures to, you know, make people think again about what they're doing. Um, so anyway, uh, ding, 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 ding. The bell <laughs> means t- it's it. they're all done. It's over. Good night. NTT.
2: Oh, the wow. team is
0: the team is wow. gone. Wow. Okay. okay. I'll just call I'll it, just call call it now. now. I guess I'll get I'll get on the on phone with
2: them. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no.
1: Stop the count. Stop the count. Are yeah, we sure yeah, that they're done?
0: Throw in the towel. As much as they say that they have a new sponsor real close to signing on the dotted line, uh-huh. this is a story we have all seen before. I'll put this one down as a super rookie guarantee <laughs> okay. that on November 8th, 2020, at 1010 Eastern Time, U.S., NTT Data will not be naming a new sponsor. Uh, that they are over. Other riders leaving us after the conclusion of the 2020 racing road racing season. Ian Stannard, who is being forced to retire due to arthritis. Mm-hmm. Heck of a good career. Probably could have been even more. I was saw kind of almost like a, you know, a uh, remembrance of his career, an obituary of his career, if you will, where he you know, was dishing out top fives like nobody's business. Um, and one of the strongest riders to ever come out of great Britain. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Not, and, not a lot of pizzazz, but a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, diesel power there. It's going to have a great Zwift career.
0: Sadly. Maybe he can go <laughs> on the gravel. Um, ho- good luck Ian with your, uh, arthritis.
1: You also, uh, uh, earlier you mentioned Mark Cavendish, um, Bahrain Marita released their uh, slew of signings today. He is not among them.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that. So I this this may be the end. And isn't isn't McLaren no longer the sponsor of Bahrain McLaren anymore? I believe so. I don't so,
1: think yeah. so. Yeah. I think they are pulling out. I,
0: I think and it's one of those like classic, you know, like placeholder names, I believe. Like kind of the on the second side. So Ian Sandard, Mark Cavendish is More than likely going to retire, hell of a good career, Mark Cavendish. But one of USA's most not popular cyclists, but one of (laughs) USA Cycling's probably most award winning cyclists. I don't know how to put this like the king of the US domestic racing scene for a few years, Rory Sutherland, Mm -hmm. who came to the US after um, riding for Rabobank where he had a little um, incident. He he comes over, uh, serves his time here in the U.S., if you will, <laughs> and um, absolutely dominated for Navigators and HealthNet Maxis. Yeah. I'm trying to think what other teams he might have been on. I should probably just look this up on, That's good on the old website as I go through. Yeah. But um, he was on Star. I actually wrote like Rory Sutherland. Um, he was always like a, a consistent fellow. He just seemed like a... Uh, Fairly popular rider amongst uh, most of the professionals. Yeah, He's a, he's um, a worker. But yeah, finishing his career at UAE and Israel startup nation this past year. Um, oh, he was on Ouch professional cycling. Oh, oh yeah, big uh, time for the one year of glory uh, for Floyd Landis's comeback. I don't know what he was where he was racing in two thousand five, two thousand six. It is not showing any teams there. Just kind of like a maybe two years of nothing.
1: Yeah, that's weird. Um, Yeah, I don't
0: know. Yeah. So anyway, um, with that news, uh, gentlemen, I think it's time to go to the pre-lap. And so let's check in with Michael Matthews. Hi, I'm Hugh Carthy from Education First Cross Cycling, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. We'd like to thank and welcome all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head on over to WideAnglePodium.com to see the bevy of shows, so many wonderful ones on the network, including Friends of the Podcast, Cyclocross Radio, where Bill and the Media Pit Gang continue to talk about cyclocross racing that somehow is still happening in Europe, and all other great things. Head over to the YouTube channel uh the wideanglepodium.com slash YouTube and you can find both little guys race predictions using all different types of props and Bill's heat check power rankings. It is how I know what's happening in the Cyclocross world and mm-hmm. I sound educated every time I'm on a bike ride, so go check that out. You can become a member or a supporter by clicking the donate tab and we show we sure appreciate everyone. That shows their support. We'd also
2: like to thank uh, Willa's Kitchen for sponsoring us again with their delicious, delicious oat milk. I think, Spencer, you put an Instagram photo up this weekend or something of some. Oh, yeah. Having some of your Willa's, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Put in a little uh, little pour over coffee that I made. A uh, little afternoon uh, treat there for me.
2: Afternoon it's treat. Nice. Delicious, organic. Which what, what did you have the barista blend or did you have the uh
1: No, I I have the barista blend. Yeah. It's uh that's my jam. That's my jam. If you head over to com, that's the one I'm going to recommend. Little guy might have a different opinion. I don't know. He's wrong. Um <laughs> they're both delicious. You can use the code slowride20 to save yourself 20% on either, but uh yeah, the barista is the one I have. You know, I ordered a few so I got them in the cabinet now, because you know the beauty of oat milk uh, over regular milk. In my opinion, you can just put in dry storage for a while, and it's fine. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, take them out as you need them, which is great. It's it's one of those uh, prepper kind of situations. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is a prepper. It's a very high class but... way to prep. Uh, it's not like you're yeah. prepping with <laughs> yeah, <yeah, yeah>. uh, <laughs> yes. old fashioned condensed sure. milk. You're you're prepping with some super delicious, uh, organic, super good for you stuff
0: so yeah yeah it's w- way it better up. than prepping with hormel chili yes um it's, it's, it's actually it's come a long exactly way we need head, head to dot com and use the promo code slow ride 20 to save 20 percent on your one-time order or subscriptions um and we'd also like to just give everyone a quick shout out with such a hectic bike racing season we have been non-stop through a global pandemic mm-hmm. and we will be uh, taking some vacation coming up. We do have at the end of the month around the Thanksgiving holiday. We will be taking a week off mm-hmm. and also around the New Year's um, Christmas weekend time. So it has been great to go. Gentlemen, one hell of a run. As friend of the pod Bill Shiken would say, I think we're just now um, catching our, uh, uh, you know, hitting our stride, Yeah, yeah. if you will. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: maybe maybe next week, actually, yeah. after after that yeah. <laughs> reading.
2: I feel warmed yeah. up. Yeah. I feel warmed up.
1: Yeah, 321 yeah. in,
0: starting to hit the stride. Yeah,
2: that's how Boy. I am. I it's, mean, I wish we hadn't got dropped so early, because I
0: feel good now. Six years, yeah. of, <laughs> six years of podcast goldenness. I feel like now we've got this going that I no longer need to ride in my jeans. I'm now comfortable in, in wearing a Lycra kit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. next next step you're going to shave those legs I'll need some help on that Um, Well, so here we are gentlemen we have a ton of listener emails to get to we have some hashtag ass slow rides and we have the biggest news to come out of France in years let's head back to the show So, guys, here we are. Before we get into listener email, there has been a lot of tweets sent our way. There has been a lot of news sent our way. We have asked the question everyone wanted to know is if Quinn Simmons is doing okay after the presidential election was finally decided. (laughs) Little guy, what were you doing when you found out? That they finally made the call and Joe Biden, a road cyclist, there have been many pictures of Joe Biden riding a bike out there. What were you doing when an active, more athletic cyclist became president of the United States?
2: All right. I want to preface this by saying I'm not making this up. This is real. (laughs) It sounds like (laughs) malarkey, as Joe Biden would say, because it sounds too on brand. But I was, yeah, and I'm I, and I, my, my, my buddy Colin can back me up. I was standing in my backyard talking to Colin about Klein bottom brackets. And midway through <laughs> us talking, he went, oh. And he looks at his phone and goes, hey, they just called it. And then we started hearing people uh, uh, bang on pots and pans like all around the neighborhood. We were talking about bottom brackets and Kleins and like uh, different ways to get them out.
0: Whatnot? Amazing that, <laughs> amazing that during a conversation <laughs> yeah. about Klein bottom brackets, your friend looked down at his phone to yeah. see what else hey, was going on. Just a little disinterested. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Tell me more about that bottom bracket. He
2: began this conversation. I did not start. This uh, and he he
1: quickly realized his mistake. <laughs> like,
0: he's like, oh, what did I do? Yeah,
1: I got this old uh, bike in the garage. I need, I think the bottom bracket stuck. Oh, it's a Klein. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I got to get out of this. How can I get out of Oh, thank God. It's, a, the news it's
2: like came you through. asked. A- oh, no. Don't worry. It's we, like you, uh, we finished the conversation.
0: <laughs> it's like you asked the guy with a beard at the bike swap why he wanted a quill stem. Hmm. Oh, no. Like just some things you just don't do. Um, <laughs> slow guy, that's on point. It's very. I will on say point. that when I found out, when I was, uh, uh, when I found out I was actually, um, getting a, a little heimar on his pedal bike so he could hit some of the ramps in the backyard. So Nice. Uh, also, bikes were surrounded. Um, and Spencer, yourself, anything uh, on brand uh, as that?
1: Uh, just scrolling Twitter, I think, which is pretty on brand. Yeah, that's on, on brand. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: right. We definitely nice. um, had some fun. Uh, that, that rolls right into a classic um, hashtag slow-ride uh, question. This one comes to us from from chineko hits us up hashtag ask slow ride can we get a draft of the worst political tight takes from cycling personalities Ooh. and then he copied vauders yeah in on that one um i will say we got a vauders follow so maybe he's listening to the pod thanks for listening uh jonathan uh to the greatest show i'm sure you've ever heard
1: mm-hmm <laughs> i know they're uh the ef is uh, offering all their riders a, a one-year contract um, after 2020, which is pretty nice. That's classic I do appreciate yes. that. I do like that. I, I do think Mitch should probably be a two or three-year contract. So if you are listening, maybe uh, you know slide that one across the table for us. Easy. Um, yeah. Tell him tell it's from
0: us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'd be uh, that'd be fantastic. No brainer. Um, Vodder's take was pretty much, uh, which was then deleted. I think kind of was just the classic. Uh, you know, how can anybody celebrate? You know yeah. the chaos that is in the world. Uh some would say very front range elite um <laughs> point of view. But uh, you know, it is what it is.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I have any other specific takes. I'm sure Lance has done some things. But I don't Lance have has the tweets certainly loaded. done
1: some things that nobody knew about uh before this week apparently oh my god
2: um, that is some news uh do you want to do you want to see this one fully up and
0: not really (laughs) just wait no no what happened oh it just
2: uh i think it was peter flax who was it yeah brought it up on twitter it was just that uh i guess lance and ivanka went on some dates in like 2006 which, wow! Uh, it turned out a lot of people were like, yeah, yeah, you didn't know that? Um, I didn't know that either. I, I had no idea. Horrifying yeah. on so many levels. Um, but here we are, you know.
0: Uh, not yeah, surprised
2: just... 2020, as, as you say.
0: Pretty disturbed. So we, we have talked in the past about the climbing chain. You know, oh, the yeah. necklaces of, of choice, of the, the swift and the swelt racers climbing the mountains that want the lightest bike possible, but apparently carrying 20 grams of lead weight around their necks or half a pound of lead uh, is okay. So Michael Kirby tweets us, Hey, slow ride. What are the qualifications for owning and wearing a climbing chain? Can they be freely given as a gift asking for a friend? So two questions here. Mm -hmm. One, who can wear and own a climbing chain? I think maybe I haven't fully
1: thought this through, mm. but I feel like if you're willing to go full schleck, you can wear a climbing chain. Mm. And I feel like if you're not willing, maybe uh you know maybe just keep it in the back of your mind as a, like a good idea someday.
0: I oh, you just, I actually okay. uh, Spencer, I think that the, you nailed it. I think that that's actually really good advice. If you're willing to go full schleck uh, for the new uh, vaders, uh, I know you're just listening to the podcast. Full schleck is when you go fully unzipped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think then you can wear the climbing change necklace. I, I'm with you on that. What do you think, uh, little guy?
2: Yeah, that's good. I think yeah, it, it's sort of uh, its intention. Even if you're a big guy, maybe you're gonna go in the break. You're gonna fully unzip it, and you're gonna, you know, just go for the long move. So, yeah, Uh
0: there is nothing climber. I mean, there are some classic climbing chains. I we've talked about this on the pod. A friend of mine here in Orlando has like, you know, I think it's like the St. Christopher uh, necklace for like the the patron saint of travel or whatever. Um, There's there's all different types of ones. Uh, uh, Missy the Missile had the uh, petrified piranha on uh, Mm a necklace. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tinker Juarez has had um, all types of great uh, necklaces, but. The question Kirby wants to know can they be freely given as a gift yes and no you guys can give me a necklace I'd I like that but um you know it has to it has to meet my style I have standards mm-hmm. I don't want like just some friendship necklace that you uh you know <laughs> you braided
1: it's just a half a heart you know like a, I'll, I'll wear the a, other half yeah
0: here's a conch here's a conch shell necklace I uh I bought for you in Key West guys uh you know why don't you uh wear that or the the hookah necklace yeah. Um, or a bolo tie, like you know, you could get me one. I'm not gonna wear it. So you got to make sure if you're gonna give someone a climbing chain, it's mm-hmm. it's okay.
2: Yeah, it's a tough one.
1: Yeah. Do you know that they're willing to go full schleck?
2: Yeah, that's what you got to know. You have to know are are they do they have that 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 that, that cycling panache? Mm-hmm. If they have panache, then I'd say go for it. Give them give them the chain. Maybe yeah. it works out.
0: If it's a riding buddy that you're gonna buy a necklace for. Make sure that they appreciate it and wear it and that they or if you give it to them, they may just stop riding with you because they'd be like, you read me wrong. I'm never someone that's going to wear one of these (laughs) because I care about how much my bike weighs or whatever uh, Mm -hmm. ridiculous uh, notion those are. So Kirby, thanks for the uh, tweet. Hashtag hashtag slow ride. Bill Shiken this morning. The Cycross heat check filed a petition for an injunction in the U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Florida. To Uh prohibit the Slow Ride Pod from using any derivation of Sauce as a nickname. Um,
1: Wow, that's big trouble. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. The trouble, the big trouble that we have is that our lawyer is the same as his lawyer.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I agree. I don't like people using the name Sauce in a nickname. I don't, you know. I mean, unless someone else gave you that nickname.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, this is clearly uh, a throwback to our, our listener email from the other week where uh I don't want Sauce Spencer was be sauce. sauce was offended by our uh putting Matthew Vanderpoel in a cool cyclist club, which I'm also offended by. So I feel like I'm maybe a sauce by default, but I I can see, you know, if I mean if it's going to be a long drawn out legal battle, I don't know if it's worth it.
0: All right. I'm with you. Uh, no, no sauce for you, Spencer. We will find another nickname once again. Um, hashtag #ASlowRide. Opinions on Sud- Sunweb riding and racing with mud guards at La Vuelta 2020. Aero benefits, maybe? <laughs> Are there classic mud guards in the history of cycling races? And this comes to us from Guillaume Terjan. Um, Sunweb was using one of those ass savers, yeah. so the, the fenders mm-hmm. that roll up underneath the saddle. I don't know the benefit. Little guy, have you ever used the ass saver? Like, I mean, you're still going to get the spray on your jersey, right? It just kind of protects the white shorts, so maybe Magic <laughs> Vanderpool should be the only one wearing these. I mean, wh- yeah. what do you think?
2: I like that. Only Vanderpool can use it. No, I've never used one. Full fenders is bust. That's what I say.
1: So this is an interesting thing because, you know, in a group ride, if it's going to be wet or, or winter weather or spring training, whatever, and you show up to your training ride and you're the guy without the fender... You're the jerk yeah. for sure. If you show up to a bike race and you got fenders on your bike, you're you're the you're the jerk, right? Like you're the, like guy with fenders. Like I don't think anybody's going to do that. But these little ass savers are different because they're like I know being wet is terrible and nobody likes it, but we have made fenders not a thing in bike racing, which is kind of dumb. But I still don't want to be wet. But I don't care if you're wet, mm-hmm. you know, like, so it's an interesting thing where you're
0: like, I, I it's realize like the, most, it's the, mo- <laughs> the most American of offenders. It is. Right. Like, it's like, it I is. only care about myself. Yeah. Not you. Mm-hmm. It's very so selfish. Yeah. It's a very, very selfish offenders.
1: Uh, so um, I'm I'm personally I'm always offended when people have them because I'm like, oh, OK, I see how it is. You don't care about
0: me. How did you feel, Spencer? Because I was not a full fender rider in uh, the Twin Cities when no. we were riding up there. Little guy was always the prime wheel that you wanted to be yeah, behind. You yeah. jerks oh, were
2: always the guys that showed up with no fenders.
0: <laughs> I always had a Planet Bike fender. I always would wear that fender, but that was the one that came off the seat post. Yeah, at like the you know would just cover from clip on know, ten o'clock ten o'clock to two o'clock on the top of the wheel. Useless. It, so you'd, you'd get a little bit of that spray coming back, but you wouldn't get the full fender protection that, that you had um was that okay was that like that's better than an ass saver yes i feel
2: it is yep what you guys think yep. maybe in a couple of years we'll see um if they do work out the aero benefits of fenders in some way that the uh domestiques start showing up with fenders for the rainy races you know like like half a quick step shows up with full fenders and you know those guys are just gonna sit on the front all day Philippe yeah. sit behind it make sure the watch stays clean how did this
1: become a thing that is not cool? Because if you're going to sit in a nine-man train all day, well, wouldn't you want your teammates to have fenders on their bikes? Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: I so, don't know so how we deliver, got here. So they could deliver you in the cleanest yeah. fashion ever to the finish line. Well, yeah. I mean, It's
2: also such a power move to show up and say everybody knows that, fi- like, fenders, like, you lose a watt or two, but you still show up mm-hmm. with all your workers with, with mm-hmm. fenders, and you're like... It's okay. It's no biggie. We can lose a couple of watts cuz like we got so much. We're drinking so one less
0: half bottle of water. All
1: right. Well, here's the thing. You get you get all of Sunweb showing up with fenders, like full fenders, full front, full back, all the way to the ground like mm-hmm. Coke plastic Coke bottle stapled to the bottom to make sure they get all that coverage. Yeah. All the way down. All eight guys to the last guy Michael Matthews, no fenders. <laughs> Because everyone behind him is getting the spray, they're not going to get the benefit.
0: Oh, I like uh, that. And he's be to it, it anyway. Him. They'd be getting it anyway when he's on the top step of the podium, spraying oh, no. the champagne.
1: <laughs> all right. clean set of wheels and a clean kit for the finish line yeah. photo. I like it. So,
0: a uh, little guy tried delivering us on Segway Street, but we just went all the way past it. We stopped. <laughs> we slammed it in reverse, and here we are. Adam Shoup emails us from the Bronx. And he says, cycling's luxury watch problem? <laughs> Gentlemen, this year you've made much of Ala Philippe's Richard Millet timepiece as proof of his villainy. Never mind that you have completely failed to mention they actually sponsor Bahrain McLaren and the entire team sports these watches. But today, I have a different Swiss watch making conundrum for you. Hmm? Uh. <laughs> In order to relieve some of my election-related anxiety late Tuesday afternoon, man, that must have been a hellish five days for you, I decided to ride some laps in Central Park. That's when I happened upon another rider who was kitted in a Festina jacket. I am aware that the team had several notable riders during its history (laughs) and even challenged Miguel Indurain at the 94 Tour, but all I can think of when I see this jacket is the Festina Affair. And a beautiful photo was taken. Do you guys have this photo open?
2: I've, I've looked at it so not. many times. It's, it's
0: burned into my memory. <laughs> he's got a, a, I think it's a cervello. We've got um, ankle socks on. Of course we do. On the Rafa climbing shoes. Yep. But he's on full tights. So you guys give me crap for when I'm wearing, like, knee warmers and I have the calves. Like, I don't, like, I could not go bare ankle. I mean, this is the rider's choice. Good for him. Never shaming what anyone wears on a ride. But I am not, I, I can never go bare ankle. I go bare calf, but not bare ankle. I'm just going to throw that out there. In the full Festina kit, looking resplendent. Oof. And Adam continues. The, the photo is not conclusive. But I believe he may also be wearing a Phonak hat and gloves. Yeah. Everything is clashing but held together by the singular appeal to doping. Yeah. So my question is, what should I have done? A, nothing, which is obviously what I did. <laughs> B, wrote up alongside him like Lance wrote up on Christophe Bassans on the Alpe d'Huez. <laughs> oh, man. Did I just nail that number? Yeah, that you name? nailed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of. On the Alpe d'Huez, to tell him it was a mistake to wear that kit without also sporting a Laurent bouchard m- mullet the only proper way to m- wear it mm-hmm. c made a siren noise pulled him over and made a citizen's arrest for wearing <laughs> cycling attire from two of the teams the guardian newspaper has named as the top six cycling team jerseys not to wear Paced him up cat hill allow uh, shouting allay allay epo epo other as determined by matt tim and spencer two-thirds from a majority required with runoff voting as necessary.
2: Very technical.
0: So first off, I respect people wearing any team jersey. We've talked about this mm-hmm. prior to a certain like when the team goes away, it is then even more beneficial to wear it. I don't have a pe problem with people wearing team kit if they're really into that team so you guys know that i was really really in a movistar so i would wear a movistar team kit i'm all about that like full kit wanker that's me mm-hmm. i'll wear it however i do think that there's like a good solid you know spencer you had the credit agricole kit for all those years that you still would wear do. even when even when credit agricole is still there as an yeah. example yeah. i do think that there's like a five-year moratorium though like after the team goes away before you can start wearing it again, and a Phonak kit or a Festino watch kit, I'm all about. Like a Festino watch kit, you're you're basically saying, yeah, I don't buy new cycling clothes at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> well, this guy clearly
2: does like, though. That's the thing I think from the some of the other apparel and and uh, choices. This person's obviously they're not afraid of spending money on their cycling. No, not at all. So or.
1: Or they weren't 10 or 15 years ago. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. I mean, but like the bike and stuff, I guess maybe maybe they had to, maybe, you know, not,
0: I don't give any. shade. They're spending some they money. They spent their is money it, on the bike.
2: They I, didn't have money for a new kit. That's fine. Yeah.
0: They also have like $500 cycling road shoes yeah. on. So like they spend money on the kit, Like I, which is fine. But bringing out the Festina jersey jacket combo... Like, that's a statement piece. It's, it's it is. Like a it is watch. the number it one is. doping, uh, like, thing that
2: happened. You know, like, we obviously have bigger dopers. Yeah, but, really? But, well, but like, the, whoa, whoa, no, no. Whoa. it was number, oh, one. Whoa. No, number one. It's number one. number one in terms of Wait. being this huge, uh, a huge Notoriety. thing at that race. Notoriety. Um, just yeah. in terms of 98. Obviously, Lance and everything okay. is bigger in a, in a larger cumulative way. But just for the effect it had at the time and the sort of, like, the the fact that it gets right. brought up all the time in a, in a very specific way. They were dirty before
0: and they were dirty after, but ninety eight top five top except- five doping scandals. Let's do it right now.
1: Little guy, okay. you you forgot your asterisk and to say except for Christophe Morel.
0: Except for, no, I think he I think he admitted he doped on Festina too. The, the,
2: no, I, I guess we want to think and we for, can do top five ten, but I just want to say that the Festina kit for me is so bad, but somehow it hasn't quite rounded the corner into bad good, and it and I kind of don't understand why because I think it should have, but I don't like it. I hate it.
1: I think this guy, I I really respect his fashion choices actually, um, but I think he didn't take it far enough. Is the problem? I think he needed. I think he needed like Rabobank full tights and he needed, you know, to throw in a couple <laughs> other pieces to really, really drive the point home. Like he was just kind of being subtle about it. Like if you know, you know, but. Uh...
0: So let's outfit this guy then with the top five doping scandals. So clearly okay. he's got two of them out of the way. Festina, I think we're all in agreement that that is a top five doping scandal, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I would say Phonak is definitely a top five with landis being stripped of the tour de france that that amazing mm-hmm. 24 hours he had he was like mm-hmm. top of the world uh-huh. and now he's selling cbd tyler so um that other guy who Phonac, perez okay. guy yeah yeah uh perez and tyler hamilton swapping the blood bags yeah. that just just amazing team phonak slash and then they were going to become IShares the next year and iShares shares like i'm out yeah Maybe that. Maybe we will do that best teams that never existed or only lasted one year sponsorships. That's uh, true. Yeah. You know, yeah, I forgot about iShares. I- iShares could be a good one. Yeah. Okay. Festina and Phonak. Um Definitely U.S. Postal. Yes. You got to get it. I would postal argue that's long term. I understand what you're saying. Like in the moment the Festina thing shut down the race in 98. Yeah. Okay. It took away the French hope. I mean, who come else on.
2: we have? I mean, we got to have Sonia Duval. Else we have here? We got to have Sonia Duval. I mean, we Not only just Rico, but, but as we talked about earlier, they awarded yeah. Froome the 2011 Volta today because Kobo,
0: Kobo <laughs> was yeah. a former
2: de Duvall rider, got it taken away. He wasn't on Sonia Duvall at that point. So but
0: who's still. really into Kobo at the time? I was
2: really into Kobo. Hmm. I was a very big Kobo I fan. <laughs> I stand by my Kobo. I like Kobo.
0: Is this you in that picture, little guy?
2: Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Timmy, you're a movie star fan. Where did Kobo go after he won the Volta. He went to Movistar for a couple years, all right? So let's, think let's not sh- I, throw too much shade around.
0: Signore deval is pretty good. Um, uh, fifth here, I'm going to go uh, the entire nation of Slovenia. Oh, sorry. No. Oh. Um, I'm going to go top. This is this is past doping scandals. I'm going to say top five doping scandals. Um, I think Rabobank has to be on here, right? That was like institutional yeah. doping all the way across the board. For a good 30 years. <laughs> Was it as big as Liberty Seguros Ooh. and Operation Puerto?
2: I think this guy's going to have to and have like some custom whole... bibs made. That's the problem. He's going to have to have a bank <laughs> leg and a, son- and a and a Liberty Seguros Onse leg.
0: <laughs> yeah. That rolls into, like, the Astana blue, that kind of gradient transitions to the postal okay. top. Now, this, this, is, a, this is a
2: kit I want. I need to buy one of every one of these kits, <laughs> bring them to a tailor's and say, mix mash it up, go crazy, and I want... Yeah, kits that have four different teams and just have multiple mixed match doping kits. This would be amazing. Do you
0: think we would get sued if the Slow Ride podcast made like a limited edition Slow Ride podcast shirt that basically just had all the elements of our top five doping scandals? Like you had like the Festina watch like all segmented out like the old uh, combined classification jersey at the tour. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> just, I mean, think about how hideous that thing would be. It's worth a shot.
1: I don't think we'd get sued as long as there's not like a um, anything that says Roubaix on there or any red s's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Festina was on Specialized, weren't they, when the doping affair happened?
0: <laughs> hey, what team was was Ulrich on when he got bailed on the uh, Operation Puerto? It wasn't Bianchi anymore, right? No, he's back
2: on on Telecom.
0: Telecom. That was a good-looking kit. That was a great
2: it was. kit. was. Also, really good at doping. <laughs> put put him on the
0: jersey. Put him on the T-shirt. Uh, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, Adam, thank you so much for the email. We always encourage everyone to email us any of your questions or advice that you need. Head us up at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at the slow ride Pod And some amazing work over at our Instagram account at the Slow Ride Pod as well. Mm-hmm. We'd like to thank Willa's Kitchen for their continued support of the Slow Ride Podcast. Head over to willaskitchen.com. Use the promo code SLOWRIDE20 for the best damn oat milk in the business. We'd also like to thank the members and the supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out more and check out our YouTube page at, you, at wideanglepodium.com slash YouTube. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis.
1: And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com
2: and on Twitter at The Slow Ride Pod.
0: The guy's totally buried it here, but Matthew Vanderpoel's going to the tour. That's true. Get some Wout MVDP battle. Can't wait.
2: As you know, materials in cyclocross are very important. What do you think, Mr. Sven Nies? It's
1: very important to have the good
2: material when it's frozen, when it's dry, when it's summer,
1: when uh, when it's wet. Uh, The tires are very important. It's all about technique. It's all about uh, the good material.
2: So we brought the Bike Shop show back with a cyclocross focus. Same great format, new name, Bike Shop CX. Give it a listen. I think you'll dig it. Each week, Mr. David Palin and I talk about things that go on at our bike shop. We talk about things that go on in the pro cyclocross pit at all the big races around the country. Sometimes we have industry leading guests on the show. Sometimes it's just the two of us yapping. If you're at all interested in cyclocross, I think you'll like it. The bike shop is open.